Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, Master's in Counseling Psychology, Longtime Astrologer, Psychic Healer, and Yogi. In today's episode, my guest is Mark Borax, founder of Soul Level Astrology. Mark's going to share a lot of powerful information about astrology with us, so stay tuned. Welcome to the episode with my guest, Mark Borax. Mark is the founder of Soul Level Astrology in 1987. It's an astrology method where he uses your birth chart to identify your core nature or soul, which is the deepest part of you. Your soul force permeates every cell of your body. It was there before you were born and continues after you die. It came from eternity for some purpose only you can achieve. Mark helps his clients to discover this purpose, and he likes to help you transform karma into grace. Mark Borax has been a nomadic poet his whole life. In the late 70s, he traveled the U.S. and Canada performing and selling his poetry. In the mid-1980s, Mark was befriended by his adolescent idol, Ray Bradbury, who became his literary godfather, believing in Mark's writing even though it was taking forever. In 1984, Mark became a comic book writer and the managing editor of Comics Interview Magazine. In 1998, Mark rode his Harley Davidson through the U.S. and Europe, stopping for a year in the Tuscan countryside of northern Italy. Mark's first book, 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future, is a worldwide bestseller that describes the author's seven-year apprenticeship to visionary astrologer Elias Lonsdale. Under the redwoods of Northern California, they created a mystery school which birthed a new form of astrology called Star Genesis that helps people contact their core nature and life purpose. Mark's second book, co-authored with Lonsdale, is a cosmic weather report that inspires readers to rethink the whole purpose of humankind and bring on a new future. His third book, The Ruby Heart of the Dragon, is a radical revision of the 12 sun signs due out in 2023. I'm honored and privileged to welcome fellow astrologer Mark Borax to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jill. People can check you out at your website, markborax.com. That's M-A-R-K-B-O-R-A-X.com. And so when they go on your website, they'll see that you have a form of astrology called Soul Level Astrology. Can you share some information about that with my listeners, Mark? Yeah, sure. It was a form of astrology I created back in 1987, and it uses the birth chart as a window to the soul or the core nature of of a, uh, an individual. And so what I'm doing in my sessions and in my classes and in my books is pretty much the same thing. I'm using astrology to help somebody strip away their conditioned layers and get down to who they really are. I love that. It, it reminds me of what Carl Jung said, that we do not become enlightened by imagining beings of light, but making the darkness conscious. And astrology is a great tool to go into the psyche and see what's there that may be preventing somebody from achieving soul connection. It sounds like you are a cathartic healer in that process. Yeah, there's a lot of healing involved and a lot of intuition. I, 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 I use birth charts. I call it star jazz because even though it's the same chart every time, 
that's like the chart of a song. Even if if a musician's played the same uh, jazz song a hundred times, it has to be like all new again the hundred and first time. And that's the way I I use the birth chart. Even though it's the same chart for the same person, I always find a new way to read it in the moment, which which is intuitive and, and creative and um, and keeps you know it keeps my profession fresh and alive after all these years. Yes, I agree with astrology. We never know. I always tell my clients, it's like each time you come back, it's going to be a totally different reading because where you are in consciousness, and we hope as astrologers that people have consciousness shifts as a result of the reading. I'm sure you find that happens quite a bit with your with your clients. Yeah, my readings tend to be very powerful. There's usually, there's there's very often crying, often laughing, sometimes just life changing and and those those sessions feel just deeply satisfying. Yeah, I like the the keynote phrase that you use on your website that you help to transform karma into grace. Do you want to explain that a little bit to our listeners? Yeah, I think people have a misunderstanding of karma which results from a kind of a mashup of Hindu, Buddhist, and 1960s hippie philosophy. People tend to think of karma as as payback. Um, and in the mystery school that I stumbled into as a young man under the redwood trees in California, we learned a whole different understanding of karma, which is that karma is your greatest invitation to awaken and become present by repeating the patterns of where you've been least present before so you have one more chance to show up. And it's not punitive and it's not payback. It's the universe's way of of grabbing your attention. I love that description. And it's great that we're educating people here about how karma is not punitive. It's a way the soul teaches us to jump through some hoops and the the ways that it can show up in a chart and opportunities. I think karma shows up too, more than just with Saturn transits or Saturn placements. I think it shows up through any transit or you can see it throughout the chart. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this mystery school in the Redwoods of California. like to hear that story. That's the story of my first book, 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future, which isn't an astrology book. It's a memoir. It's a a mystical memoir of my adventures in love, sex, and astrology. When I was a young man and I, I stumbled into this, um, this school under the 400 foot tall redwood trees in the, um, Santa Cruz mountains. And it was taught by, a, a, a wizard and his wife and, we learned a whole new astrology that he retrieved from a dream of Atlantis. And, um, and he, he had already done several readings for me. And, um, and he, he blew my mind when I, when I first found him. And then I got to be his apprentice. So I spent seven years learning a deep astrology. And he was the apprentice of Mark Edmund Jones. Oh, wow. Um, back in the in the 70s when Jones was an old man at the end of his career and Jones taught him some pretty mystical um kabbalistic astrology secrets and he took them and brought a whole new version of them in and then he taught them to us and that became my training what a wonderful transmission of of 
of wisdom coming through the Mystery School. And for my listeners, they'll be familiar with Mark Edmund Jones as whenever I do the updates for the uh, each month, we talk about the saving symbols. We give the saving symbols for the full and the new moon. So people gotcha. can know that you're directly tapped into that lineage. Was that form of astrology what was called Star Genesis? Was it was. It, it was called Star Genesis, and it it scrambled up the order of the signs and and so it was an inner astrology. It wasn't intended to track like normal astrology does. It wasn't intended to track the movement of the planets through the signs, but track the movements of the soul uh, with a strong element of reincarnation. And it kind of broke apart the cliches and the surface presentation of the Zodiac and got down into the guts of it. And, and that first book I wrote, 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future, tells the story of of how I came upon the school and um, the the mystic events that went on and the real-life events that went on. With, it reads kind of like a novel with, with dialogue and, and scenes um, more than an astrology book. So people can get that book on your website. Is it also available on an Amazon or another yeah. platform? Okay. Yeah, they can get it in bookstores and they can get it directly from uh, my website, which is markborex.com. So that is 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future. Sounds fascinating. When we come back, we'll talk some more with Mark Borax about the evolution of the astrology that you work with and you teach and you help people to have transformative experiences, but let's also share some of the ways people can work with you and some of your offerings. Sure. Yeah. Well, if you look up my website, Mark Borax, M-A-R-K-B-O-R-A-X.com, you could, you'll see the different readings that I offer, the books that I offer, and the classes. Uh, the main thing we offer is a three-year certification course in soul level astrology. It's not just for people who want to be astrologers. It teaches people how to live by the soul. And we've just begun um, the first semester of six. And that means that people can still jump in with our self-study course. If they're interested, they should look me up. Okay. That sounds fascinating. We'll be right back with Mark Barax talking more about astrology for the soul. Welcome back. My guest is soul astrologer Mark Borax. Check him out on his website, markborax.com. Mark, we talked about you as an author of several books, including your first book, 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future, but you have a second book, and I believe you're writing a third one, almost about to complete that. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, it's called The Ruby Heart of the Dragon, Sun Signs for Our Times. And I, this took me a long time to write. I've been working for four years, and I'm just about done with the writing. The reason why it took so long was because I took on the whole task of completely tearing down the Zodiac and rebuilding it, trying to discard all the cliches, the stereotypes, and the superficialities of every sign of the Zodiac and get down to the soul and then build it back up again. So I've been... I've had my work cut out for me, and um, and uh, and I'm just closing in right now on on the final um, on the final writing. The book will be coming out next year, and I'm really excited about it. That sounds 
wonderful. I'm glad to hear you're breaking down the cliches of astrology because they're out there. They're out there in full force in the mainstream. So is there, do you want to give us a little snippet from the book or what, what readers might expect? Um, you did share a little bit, but I feel like, oh, we need some more meat here. Yeah. Well, first of all, the, the title, The Ruby Heart of the Dragon, it, it comes from um, my my sense that your sun sign is is located in between your south node and your north node, which Arabian astrology calls the dragon's tail and the dragon's head. And the, and the dragon's tail represents your past lives and where you're coming from, and your dragon's head represents where you're trying to get to. So I was looking at the dragon's tail, the dragon's head, and then the heart of the dragon, and, and I dove into the sun signs. Each sign... I look at as a kind of a territory, like a landscape, that I bring you into a guided journey into the depths, into the magic, um, and and some of the mythology or or the, or the new mythology that I'm coming up with through each sign. So it's it's a real uh, refreshing look at the zodiac that um, that that blows up a lot of ideas that people have about the signs, but still try tries to hold true to what the what the sign is. I'm not I'm not completely reinventing it so much as trying to get rid of everything that doesn't work or seems obsolete. Okay, so for example, I'm an Aquarius, so the the traditional thing would be quirky, eccentric, little crazy. In your paradigm, what would you say about Aquarius? It, it it's the it, it's the interconnected um the interconnected consciousness of all things in the cosmos, the, the cosmos as a single entity, as a living being, that, that every part of the cosmos works on the Aquarian level like every part of the human body so that, you know, it behooves your, your kidneys to work, to function at their best so that the whole rest of your system does. It's the same thing with the universe if we consider it a living being. And that's the Aquarian level where we're waking up now in the Aquarian age of considering um, everything separate, every person separate, and and, uh, people different than you because they have different religions or different beliefs. The Aquarian side of that is is the organic interconnectedness of all things, even when it doesn't look that way. I love that. And I like the kidney situation too, the way, do you, do you have a organ system connected to each of the signs in, in this tradition, in this paradigm? I, I, I don't go into that in the book because it's, it's really a, it's really a book for the, for lay people more than astrologers, though astrologers are, can have a blast with it too. So I don't really, I don't break it down technically. I just, it's more like a guided journey, but yeah, there in, in the systems that I work with, I've, I've definitely worked with associating different parts of the body with each sign. Wonderful. I mean, just hearing you talk about it, I'm I'm feeling shifts in consciousness as you talk about it. But <laughs> for something like what we would call, let's say, a more mundane sign like Taurus, my my engineer is a Taurus here. They they're not considered as cosmic or galactic. I wonder what you what, what you would say about Taurus in this system. Taurus is essence. Taurus is is um, the gardener of the zodiac, and they're, what they're gardening is possibilities. Taurus is raising 
a garden of possibilities. And just like in a regular garden, not every seed is is going to grow. So Taurus is is really trying to learn out of all those possibilities, you know, which which ones to devote the most love and devotion and attention to. In, in, in order to give, in order to give those possibilities a chance to really blossom. That's beautiful, Mark. Thank you for sharing these snippets from your upcoming third book, "The Ruby Heart of the Dragon: A Radical Revision of the Twelve Sun Signs." I think that's going to get listeners excited to start. Can they start pre-ordering through your website? Yeah, they can. Oh, that's great. And then you wrote you wrote a second book, Cosmic Weather Report, that inspires readers to rethink the whole purpose of humankind and bring on a new future. Can you share a little bit about that book? Yeah, I wrote that in tandem with my teacher, Elias Lonsdale, where um, so many things are breaking down on all around the planet right now. And if you look at the breakdowns as the necessary chaos that has to precede a, a, a rebirth, then um, it's a book to give people hope and inspiration to see through the amount of things that are falling apart, the things that are being lost, and to get to the regenerative core. Excellent. Much needed in the world now. So that yeah. is Cosmic Weather Report, again, available at your website, com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your offerings and readings, your 75-minute sessions, and your soul-whispering sessions. And also, you have a tribal drum beat program and your College of Visionary and Wizard certification. We'll speak to all that when we get back. Welcome back, Mark. I'd like you to share with my listeners all your offerings, including your school and it has a great name, and how you work in readings, and anything else, your your tribal drumbeat. Can you tell our listeners about all these different offerings? Sure. My main offering is a soul-level astrology reading. They're one hour long, and I do them by phone or by Zoom, unless uh, people can come to visit me in Vermont here at my home. Then I work in person. We We go down into your core nature, the purpose of your soul, um, leftover issues you have brought in from past lives and how you can clear away um, all the obstacles to um, to fulfilling your potential and, and um, uh, in, in incarnating your your soul's purpose at the deep core so so those are my readings and uh, I have longer readings as well which people can read about in my in my website. We also have a college of visionaries and wizards. When I say we, it's me and my wife. Um, we created the college 15 years ago, and we offer a three-year certification program where I teach people um, once a week on live Zoom calls um, during two semesters a year. I teach people uh, how to read charts from the soul and, and how to live by the soul and People form um, lifelong friendships in there, and there's a lot of deep vulnerability, unconditional acceptance, uh, making the magic real. Um, We started the first semester, but people who are interested in joining us for the second semester can catch up with a self-study program. And and those those are the two main offerings. We also have a tribal drumbeat program where people uh, sign up. Um, 
each they uh, they pay I think it's twenty five dollars a month or it may be a little more than that um, these days I forget the exact fee where where you get discounts on classes and free classes and um, and those offerings too are on the website so so those are my main offerings my my personal private readings um, the, the college certification program and the tribal drumbeat programs. You know, something I liked about your reading offerings, well, I noticed it on your website, that you have a sliding scale based on what people's income is, which I think is brilliant. And it also speaks to tradition with guru and student type of thing, where you give to the teacher or the healer what you're capable of based on your income. I think that's that's brilliant. You don't see that much uh, these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. I decided to do that after after a lot of thought because I, um, uh, I, I I saw that some of my sessions were making um, were change, changing people's lives, were, were completely um, energizing and inspiring people's lives, and I felt that um, that they were worth more money than the a lot of my clients I felt could pay, and I didn't want to. Um, outpace a lot of the people who really need my work because there's there's deep healing, especially people who um, who haven't been able to get to the bottom and have been struggling with things. And I I didn't want to just out distance all all of my clients who have less money. At the same time, I didn't want to undercharge um, the value and the power of my work. So I have three I had three scales to, based on three breaks of income. Yeah, I really like that. I think that people are starting to realize the value, if they haven't already, that of the offerings that we do as astrologers who are multifaceted, and that there is value and that I always say in the session work, they can sometimes, they tell me, my clients said, oh, that was like a couple of years of therapy right there. So there is a value to the astrology when it's done at a level of depth and when you connect with the soul and the psyche uh, the way that you do. And that leads me to some questions uh, to you about the evolution of astrology as an art and science in our society as we see it now. I've seen two trajectories over the last 30, 40 years where people have really delved into it and gotten beyond the uh, superficial level and have seen it as a viable tool of psychological and soul transformation and healing. But now with the advent of the internet and different generations coming on board, there is still this sort of superficiality now that's showing up with what I call internet astrology. Do you have any comments on that, Mark? Yeah, if you study history, usually about once or twice every century, sometimes three times, astrology reaches a new heyday where it becomes super popular, like it did in the 1960s, and uh, and it did um, in the early 20th century and, and you know, near the end of the 19th century. Um, you see these periods where it catches on, and uh, it's a mixed blessing because more people become aware of astrology as an art, uh, um, and and uh, the word spreads and new energy comes in, and oftentimes new thought enters in, uh, like Mark Edmund Jones was doing in, in the 1920s. Jones pretty much single-handedly revolutionized astrology um, by taking it out of the medieval sense of fate. In, instead of looking at the birth chart, 
as um, as the description of a person. He looked at it as the potential of a person, and 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 that the birth chart describes who you could be if you meet all your challenges and, and you grow. But at the same time, in those periods of popularity, um, there's a lot of distilling that goes on where with that many more people jumping on the bandwagon, um, there's a lot of surfacey talk. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fuzzy thinking and, you know, it's a mixed blessing. I'm, I'm really excited to see so many people, um, involved with astrology. Like I hadn't seen, um, you know, really in a long time. And as you say, also, you know, there's in the age of quick fixes, um, there, there's a lot of bullshit. Right, right. And I think now with Pluto going into Aquarius next year in 2023, that we might get to this level of depth where the, the mainstream will see that, wow, you know, it it's kind of nice to, or it's a new uh, practice to go and use astrology as almost like a psychological tool or as a deeply transformative instead of just an information download. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working a deep channel of it for, for many decades and it took me a long time to figure out how to teach it. Um, but we, we really, we have the college going strong now and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to share my work. Yeah. That's excellent. Great timing for the collective transformation through astrology. Mark, any parting words that you want to share with my listeners? I just want to remind people that there's a part of you that knows exactly who you are, why you've come here and where you're going. It's what I call the soul or the core nature. And even when your normal mind is not aware of those things, the deeper part of you is, and that that's what I'm devoted to. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom today, Mark. Check you're so welcome, Jill. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Check out Mark's website for all his offering and to order his books at markborax.com. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome, Jill. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my guest, Mark Borax, Soul Level Astrologer. Make sure you subscribe. Download, share, and give us a five-star review. This is Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, sending healing astrological wavelengths through the quantum field. Ah.